Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Soberlink. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, and have test results delivered automatically to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Join the thousands of parents who are already benefiting from Soberlink by visiting www.soberlink.com backslash family law. For a limited time, get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. The first thing they need to do is gather their team um, because you can't do this alone. And if you try to do it alone, it's very difficult. So I tell people, get a team around you who can support you. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we are going to have an episode that's going to help you all as you start your journey into divorce. So we do know that during COVID and just in this time that we are going through right now, the rate of divorce has gone up, as I've mentioned in some other podcasts, about 34%. Um, And so I know many of you have been struggling with the question, I I hear from you, um, that you're struggling with the question of whether or not to get divorced. Um, But once you've decided, there's kind of that question of, well, now what? Now what do I do? Um, and and that that's a little complicated right now, but my guest today has actually written the book for you. Her book is, So You Are Getting Divorced, Now What? Right? So perfect title. Her name is Jill Barnett Kaufman, and she is a therapist, divorce coach, author, divorce mediator, and parent educator. So I'm going to call that the quintuplicate of perfection to be giving you advice on how to get started with your divorce. So Jill, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Susan, for having me. So you and I have talked a couple of times about this topic, and it is one of the things I'm hearing most from people that they've gone through this time of, I call it the two limbos, the limbo of time of should I stay or should I go? Um, as my friend Kate Anthony says, you know, that's her her program, and she's so wonderful about helping people make that decision. But then you sort of enter this next phase of limbo because now you're going into the divorce phase, and now you're faced with, you know, all these questions, all these choices, 
all this unknown, right? It's not, you and I do it every day and have been doing it with people every day for years. Um, so I just thought that, you know, the simple title of your book is perfect. And I think the topic is perfect. Um, you know, so I, I want to just start with that very first question, which is the one that I hear from most people. I've decided I want to get a divorce. Now what? What's that first thing? What is, if you were talking to somebody out there who's made the decision, they're, they're in a level of comfort as much as they can be with that, what's that very first step they take? So the first thing they need to do is gather their team um, because you can't do this alone. And if you try to do it alone, it's very difficult. So I tell people, get a team around you who can support you. And yes, that's family and friends and they're supportive, but I wouldn't really take advice from family and friends because they're not lawyers, they're not divorce coaches. You know, they, they're, they could have some good advice, but that's not who you want to have only on your team. You want, of course, I say you want a divorce coach. <laughs> As do um, I. Anyone who <laughs> listens to my show knows how much I love the, the, somebody having a divorce coach. So, yeah. So, um, and then I, one of the first people I would meet with is a financial professional. And it could be someone who you've already been using, it could be someone who's a CDFA, which is a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, but somebody who's a financial professional who can help you get a handle on everything financially. And then the third person would be um, an attorney. And what I tell people is do not give a, an attorney a retainer um, as your first step. First step is to meet with an attorney for an hour, pay their hourly fee, and get your questions answered. So that's the team the initial team that you want to get together first. And, um, and people, you know, are like, it's going to be so expensive. How do I do this? You know, what do I do? First of all, financial people will probably meet with you for free. Um, and, and second of all, the amount that you save by getting the education and having the information that you need is incredible. I mean, I had a client tell me the other day, she said, I wish I met you six months ago, I would have saved $60,000. So, you know, you really can save money by getting, by hiring these people to help you through the process. Cause it is completely overwhelming. I went through it myself. I know how it feels and it's just, there's too much to think about for you to just try to do this on your own. That word overwhelm, we talked about that as well. I mean, that that is how I think the majority of people are feeling because, one, you're swamped with all the emotion of what's going on, which is a very difficult place to be making decisions, learning new things. Uh, these are big decisions. So building that team, you know, I'm a divorce attorney. I got divorced and I had been practicing for probably 15 years or so. I didn't handle my own divorce and I didn't go into it with just an attorney. I had a team myself and I love that you point out it will say it can save you money because that is the number one thing I hear from people all the time. Well, if I'm paying a financial professional and I'm paying a coach and I'm paying an attorney or a mediator, aren't I paying too many people? Isn't that just a lot of money to a lot of different people? And the reality is that if you have the people supporting you so that you can make proper decisions, you're actually going to move through your process 
more quickly, with less anxiety, with less acrimony usually, which is what drags it out. And it will cost less. So I love that that you talk about creating your team. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the divorce team. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need. I mean, that's why people struggle so hard, because they don't have support the enough support. And part of your team, which I didn't mention, is um, a support group. You know, having supportive people around you who are going through similar things is really, really nice for your emotional well-being. Yeah. Well, I will say I love support groups as well, and I do think they're a very important thing. And you actually have a Facebook support group, don't you? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, what's yeah. it called? It's Separation and Divorce Support Community. And um, it's something, you know, like having a face-to-face is a little bit better, but, but my group is amazing because, you know, everybody's going through the same thing and people post things and support each other. It's a very supportive community. I think it helps people to know that they're not alone, right? We always talk about not, you you aren't alone, but you can, especially right now as we're in COVID and people are going through things without being able to reach out as much um, or have that personal touch. It, it can be very helpful to have your online community, a Facebook group um, that's a closed group. The, my, my one caveat to the support group is make sure you have one that's somewhat moderated by a professional like you because sometimes you can get into a space where the neg- negativity of divorce can only be amplified because it's all anyone talks about and and sort of spreads in that type of um, environment. So having it properly moderated by someone who is a professional, I do think is an important feature as with your group. Absolutely. I mean, that's the what I tell everybody who joins. There's a, a blurb about how we're a positive atmosphere for people to support each other. And it really is. I mean, people are very supportive and we don't dwell on the negative. I mean, people sometimes need to vent, but then everybody sends, you know, sending hugs or, you know, you know, heart emojis. Kisses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because people know that you just need support during this time. Right. Well, and you mentioned another good point that I, I wanted to go back to with family and friends, because you absolutely will need to rely and lean on family and friends during a difficult, trying time. But remember, when they are giving you advice or when they are responding to what you have to say, they're saying it through the filter of their love for you, not necessarily always with an understanding of what, as you said, the law is or what reality is or what might actually be the most practical or effective way for you to approach something. They will usually say what they think you want to hear. Um, and right. if you're upset, it's usually, yes, he's a jerk or can't believe she did that or whatever, which isn't always the most helpful place to get your advice. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you need to have friends and family. I mean, that's definitely helpful. But if they haven't gone through divorce, they don't really understand what it's like. So they can give you advice, but it's coming from a place where they haven't been through it. So, you know, it's not, it's not the same as having other people who are going through it or have been through it, who can help you and support you. 
Right. Well, and, but also remember, even if they've been through it, their divorce is not your divorce. Right. So what they went, I've always had the people as a divorce attorney who came in and said, well, my sister got $50,000 a month in alimony. Why sure. am I not getting $50,000 a month in alimony? And I'm like, well, um, your spouse makes $10,000 a month. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get those things. And, and you know, but there's nothing like a friend or family with the um, with emotional support. You know, they are the people who know you. They are the people who love you. And they are the people who are going to listen to you, um, you know, when perhaps you are in, in a place of, uh, you know, um, high emotion. And, and that's the other element, right? This is a time in your life when... Even the sanest of people can go a little crazy is how I put it. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're a therapist and a coach and everything. But what do you tell people about sort of being able to manage those emotions? Yeah, I mean, I it's one of the toughest experiences that anybody can go through. I mean, it really is. And I tell this to my clients that, you know, if somebody dies, let's say a spouse dies, the entire community comes to your house, they bring casseroles, they sit with you, they they are there for you. It's it's a public, very supportive type of atmosphere. When you get divorced, nobody's bringing you a casserole. You know, nobody's coming to your house and waiting, you know, to talk to you and to really be there for you. It's a completely different experience. It's so isolating and there's so much shame involved and there's loneliness. And so in addition to this big, huge loss that you're experiencing, you're not able to have the um, supports that you would normally have if you um, had lost someone. So it's, it's compounded. Um, and there's so many losses, you know, you're not just losing your spouse, you're losing maybe your in-laws, maybe some friends, the status in the community. So there's so much that you're losing that it is one of the toughest things that anybody can go through. And, um, I had one client, um, say that it's like having the worst day of your life for a year. <laughs> his, his divorce was pretty bad. So hopefully it wouldn't be a year, but it, it, that's what it's like, you know? Oh, and it's an emotional upheaval, unlike almost anything else you can go through. I mean, it really can make you, again, divorce attorney, did it with people all the time, but it, I, I went a little, I had my moments. Let me just say that. Yeah. Um, I had my moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so, hard. Well, um, I was just going to say, so what to do about that? Um, besides getting support from other people, you have to take care of yourself. So you have to exercise, eat right, sleep, um, you know, get time to yourself so that you're not always focused on the divorce or work or your children. So you take the time and, you know, COVID just throws a wrench into everything because the things that people used to do to cope, you can't really do. You can't go to a movie. You can't, you know, meet the a friend. Yeah. The gym. So you really have to be creative in the things that you do, um, especially now. Oh, I, I mean, the self-care has become so difficult for people, especially people going through divorce right now who are in the home still with the person that they're getting divorced from that because there's already stress around homeschooling children and people losing jobs and finances and so many additional things. And that emotional control, people don't. 
really understand why it's so important. You know, there, and it's not that we don't want you to feel your emotions. I think people get that idea that I'm telling you to just stuff it down and don't let it out. And that's absolutely not what I'm, I, I suggest. But it's very hard to make rational decisions when you're angry or scared or whatever that high level of usually negative emotion that you're feeling right then. That's one of the reasons why I love coaches. Um, because people come to their divorce attorney or they come to their divorce mediator, both roles I play. And frankly, that is not the role of either of those professionals. We deal with your emotions, but we're not trained in that. And you will get, you will actually make more progress and move through your divorce faster with your divorce attorney or your divorce mediator. If you come to that process with some emotional control, not stuff down. So, you know, in your coaching role, I know you do that. And I find that just so critically important. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things um, that I highlight in my book is how to process the, the emotions. And it's got a workbook piece to it where there's actually prompts and things that people can fill out to help them process their emotions, because you really do have to have a tool to process it all because it's so overwhelming and there's so many emotions going on. So um, to, so writing in a journal or using my book and workbook, um, it's kind of a combination of both. And you can really have a step-by-step process to process all of the emotions. And I think it's really powerful. It, the power there is the step-by-step, I think, as well, right? Because at a time when you're highly emotional and you're going through something that's so scary and so dis, you know, disturbing or um, difficult, those, somebody telling you, fill out this list, do this next, I, I do think that's super helpful. I often tell people to start with a divorce coach. Before you start picking all those other pro- important professionals, Maybe start with a coach to get everything settled in, get used to that idea of where things are going and get that idea of how this is going to unfold and work for you. I think everybody, once they make the decision to divorce, and maybe you've seen this, they kind of jump into the process. Well, now I've made the decision. I got to do it. And I, I almost think maybe taking a little pause and working with a coach can be more helpful. Absolutely. And I, that's one thing that I did. I jumped into it and I did make a bunch of mistakes. And so, yeah, taking time and thinking through things, there's nothing better than that. I mean, that is so helpful. Um, I think the reason why people are in a rush is because it's such an unpleasant place to be. So you want to get to the place where you're done or you're on the other side or you have some things accomplished and it lowers your anxiety. You think it's going to lower your anxiety if you, you know, get something done, you know, but it's the opposite. You really do need to think through and you need to find a way to cope during that time. Meditation is a great tool. I recommend it to everybody. It really is. And even people who are like, I never could meditate, you know, it's so helpful. Even if you just sit and listen to some meditations that are, you know, instructive, it, it does help, even if you think that you're not good at it and it's not doing anything. That I, I've been there and done that as well. And uh, I have to say, 
I do best with a speaking meditation where someone is walking me through a guided meditation, but it makes all, it really does make all the difference. Um, so you mentioned you jumped into divorce and made mistakes. Um, so that makes me wonder, I mean, what do you, what's the biggest mistake you think either you made or that people make when they jump in? So, okay. It's not <laughs> against divorce lawyers. Cause I think they're very, very, needed and knowledgeable and they're worth their weight in gold. But you don't have to listen to everything that your divorce attorney tells you. And that's what a lot of people make the mistake. They think that because their attorney tells them to do it, they have to do it. And what they don't realize is that attorneys are trying to get you the best deal. They're trying to make you successful in the end, you know, and sometimes what they um, recommend isn't the best for you or your family. And so you really have to have, and that's where a divorce coach is helpful. You really have to have knowledge of what your priorities are, what you, what's important to you. And, um, my mistake was that I was trying to, you know, get a, the financial deal that I was entitled to, you know, and if I was going to get that, I would have ended up in court, you know, and I ended up getting, the schedule for me, um, my, my parenting schedule was ended up to be the most important thing I, to me. And I ended up giving up some financially to get that schedule. And we came to an agreement and my attorney made me sign something saying she does not recommend me take this deal. And, you know, if I, I do not, you know, eight years later, I do not regret that deal at all. And I'm very happy with what I, and she helped me so much. Like, don't get me wrong. She really helped but um, but I don't regret taking a less deal than I was entitled to because I something else was important to me. Well, that's so we call that the CYA letter, the cover your ass letter. And right. yeah, that's a lawyer mentality. But you're so on point with this because, you know, and I've said this to clients when I was doing litigation work is it is not my life. It is your life that we are negotiating over. I'm just the negotiator. Um, but the decisions need to be made, the substantive decisions. They actually teach this in law school. Substantive decisions such as it's more important to me to get a good parenting schedule that works for me than money. That is in the client's purview. It is the process decisions the, how to negotiate it, how to litigate it, how to go to trial, what pleadings to file. That's the lawyer's realm. And so often people will take their case, give it to the attorney, and I'm being figurative about that, but I've had people just walk in and dump a box of papers on my desk and, and just sort of want to retire to the corner and let it be done. And what you're going to end up with if you hadn't stepped up and let it be known what worked for you, you would have ended up maybe with more money, but a parenting plan that didn't work for you. And right. I think that is so important for people to understand. And that's another place that, as you just said, coaches can be so helpful. I know coaches, you know, the coaches that I love to send people to work with people on identifying their priorities, yeah. what they want to get out of the divorce. And there's another reason why maybe starting with a coach is so important. Hey, everybody, it's Susan, and I'm taking a quick break to ask you all for a big favor. 
If you like the show, if you think it's helped you, I'd love for you to leave me a review, hopefully five stars, on your favorite podcast platform. I really want to get the word out about the show to anyone who's looking for help to get through their divorce and, as you know, beyond. Um, So if you would do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. I also love to hear from you. So please feel free to email me your questions, your comments, or just let me know how you're doing in your case or if a show helped you. You can reach me at divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow both me and the show on Instagram. That's at divorceandbeyond and at Susan Guthrie ESQ. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Jill Barnett Kaufman, with her step-by-step guide to starting your divorce. So I have a whole bunch of information on dealing with difficult exes. And, um, you know, when you're going through divorce, even if the person isn't a difficult person, they can be difficult because everybody's scared. Everybody's going through and making these major decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. So even in the best circumstance, there are issues. If you are enjoying this episode, check out It Starts in the Heart, a spiritual guide and journey to healing with best-selling author Cindy Rossico. So when change comes about, there's this just whole panic and terror in the face of loss of It's almost like losing our identity, losing our sense of self, losing our sense of anchor in the world. And that's where I think spirituality comes in. And now we return to today's show. Yeah, I have that in my book. I have that in my group coaching program, and I have a a separate tool. You have to figure out what your priorities are before you even start negotiating. That's so important. People walk into my office all the time, and you talked, you used another phrase that um, I hear all the time is, I want what I'm entitled to. Um, Because I do, you know, a divorce attorney will often sit with the client and will say, what is it you hope to accomplish or how, where would you like to see yourself or at the end of this process? Well, most people have never put any thought into that, or they have certain idea, well, I just want to be okay, or I just want, but what we hear most often is the two phrases, I just want what I'm entitled to, or I just want what's fair, both of which don't give us much guidance, because frankly, what you're entitled to varies, and what's what you're entitled to may not be what you want, And what's fair, well, what you think is fair might be vastly different from what I think is fair and what everyone else thinks is fair. And and there's so many different ways to get there. You know, like you, you know, there's alimony, child support, um, the marital home. There's, there's like, you know, different parenting schedules. There's a huge, you can have more time in the summer or less time to, I mean, like I, that's what I think is great as a divorce coach is to be able to be creative, whereas people on their own don't think of all these different options. And, you know, that's so important because to get to a, neg- a negotiated settlement, you have to be creative and you have to, you, you know, you want both people to be happy in the end. Right. It's actually one of the reasons why I switched from a litigation career to a mediation career, because mediation is focused on problem solving and being creative, whereas 
Um, and I, I can only speak for myself, but as a litigator, um, as a representative attorney, you become very entrenched in what the law says, what a judge is going to do, and what in your experience is the norm. And frankly, what the norm is for 50 other families may not be what's good for your family. Exactly. I know. And, and, and how do you think about that when you're overwhelmed and exhausted and, you know, never did this before? You know, it's like impossible. <laughs> it, it is. Well, and that's why that emotional control is so important. And talking about these things, whether you are working with an attorney or going to mediation, talking these, about these these very specific things, what do you need? What works best for you? What are some brainstorming ideas to achieve that? Talking with that with a coach or with someone before you go into the process to either give direction to your attorney or sit with a mediator and talk with your spouse about what you're going to do, having those ideas in your head beforehand rather than letting it sort of unfold as it, the process goes means you're much more likely at the end to, like you, end up with something that actually works for you and your family, which right. is really the most important part. I call it a, a family reorganization because th that's what divorce really ends up being. You're reorganizing your family into a different format. Right. And who, who better to make those decisions really than, than those, the two people, not what the law says or, or you know, a judge, judge might say. Right? Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I no no offense to our judges. They, they are wonderful. And honestly, what a horrible job yeah. having to make those decisions for people. I, I've, spoken to judges outside of the robe, you know, when they're not wearing that robe. And that, there's a lot of burden involved in that. Um, but one, one thing I, I just, before I lose the thought, you also have tips for another question that I hear all the time. So how do, do you advise people to maintain a cordial or amicable relationship with their spouse or their soon-to-be ex or whatever we want to call this person who's absolutely just being horrible. Okay, so I have a whole bunch of information on dealing with difficult exes. And, um, you know, when you're going through divorce, even if the person isn't a difficult person, they can be difficult because everybody's scared. Everybody's going through and making these major decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. So even in the best circumstance, there are issues. But but when you have a really difficult person, um, that makes it even more difficult. So um, one of the tips is find a way not to react to your ex emotionally and to respond while you're thinking through what, how you want to respond. So, you know, if there's a text, if there's an email, if they, if something gets heated on the phone or in person, step back from the situation and think, you know, because I, I tell everybody, you can't think when you're emotionally triggered, right? So your front prefrontal cortex of your brain shuts off and you're in the amygdala, which is like the reptilian brain. And you're about to like fight or flight. You know, so right. you're going to say something that is not appropriate. You're going to escalate the situation. So one of the best things you can do is take some deep breaths, step away, go drink some water, listen to music, think before you respond to anything that your ex is saying or doing. Um, I mean, I am guilty of that, too. You, you know, you were married to someone we for many years and you were triggered. And of course, you're going to be triggered in divorce, but it doesn't get you anywhere. It makes things worse. So the more you can, you know, think 
before you respond and, and respond rather than react, the more success you're going to have in the relationship. And the second thing is to recognize that this person is going to be in your life for the rest of your life. And so you have to find a way to communicate and get along for the sake of your children. I mean, if you really put your children first, that is what you have to do. You just don't have a choice. And it's unfortunate because, you know, you didn't get along in the marriage. So how are you going to get along now? But a lot of people do. And it's really, you know, the first year or initially when you're, you know, negotiating your divorce is really when it's stressful. As time goes on, most people do end up getting along better, um, at least, because there's not that intensity of emotion, the time has healed things. So think about the big picture. You know, think about the, you know, what you want the next um, year, five years. Do you want your child to be stressed because their parents aren't getting along? And it, And children do get impacted significantly if their parents don't get along. And they've done studies that children, like the, the main difference between children coming out okay and not is the, the quality of the parent relationship during a divorce yeah. and after divorce. So if, you're, if you just think about your child, um, when you're thinking about getting along with your ex, you really, it helps to, to incentivize you to get along better. And, um, you know, basically communicate with your ex like they're a colleague or a coworker. Don't think about it, the past. You know, the past is done. You just think about what you need to do now um, in, in your lives. And so I think that's helpful when you don't go over the past. Because I get so many people who are going through divorce and they're talking about the past. And I'm like, it's not really relevant anymore. You don't really need to do that. And in fact, it's really going to just exacerbate the situation. But I heard someone explain it once as you are treated as if you are in the business of raising children. And that is your colleague, like you just said. And so now you have to have if you if, speak to that person as you would to someone at work and talk about you know, raising your children in that context, as opposed to you lying, cheating, you know, person who did this to me, and that makes you a bad parent. And the other thing is, you can only control what you can control, right? And that's usually you, not that other person. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so recognizing that and recognizing that you can control how you respond, you can't control what they do. So that's where you need to put your effort. Yeah, it's it goes to that Biff method for everybody who's listening, who's heard me speak about it. Brief, informative, friendly, but firm. Bill Eddy, we 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 all that. bow to the cult, uh, right? I mean, uh, Bill Bill taught me everything I know about high conflict divorce. So, um, but that's those are great tips because that is, you know, I think I was interviewing Laura Wasser and we were talking about how everyone's divorcing a narcissist these days, and she goes, you know, I don't know if the they're all narcissists or if they're just assholes, but it doesn't really matter. There's nothing like divorce to bring out the inner ass in everybody. Yeah. Um, it is a difficult time and it is a time where things are changing and people's priorities change. And that's hard to accept and understand and handle, but it's happening. And so not allowing your soon-to-be ex to trigger you or to at least take the time to take that deep breath, I, I, I 
think that's just spot on perfect um, because it's when you fire off that immediate response, well, what's going to happen? You're just going to get the same, you know, oh, yeah. and it, it's just going to go higher and higher. Um, so we're running close, but I want to just ask you, because I love for my listeners to get, you've given some great tips and some actionable uh, things they can do. But if you were going to give one big tip to the people who are listening for divorcing parents, I would say, what would you tell them? Um, I think the biggest thing you have to realize is that you're going to be okay. Your divorce is not going to last forever. You're going to get through it. It doesn't feel like it when you're getting, you're going through it. You feel like this is going on forever, but it's not. It's going to end. And you're going to be in a co-parenting relationship with your ex. And you're going to be able to have this new life. And you have this opportunity to make that life whatever you want it to be. So I look at it as, you know, it's not something you want to go through, but if you are going through it, it use it and make the changes that you've always wanted to make. Like if you want to, to learn how to ski or, or take your family skiing, or if you wanted to hike, or if you wanted to always go to wherever, you know, not during COVID, but <laughs> after you can do that because you are the one who gets to make the decisions about what you do with your children, you know, in your new life. So know that it will, you know, nobody's stuck in their divorce forever. Nobody is. Finite <laughs> period of time. Of <laughs> yes. Everyone gets out alive. So. Right. <laughs> so think about that and focus on that and really know that you're going to be okay. Such a good point. I always say divorce is an opportunity to create the future that you want. And we don't actually get those opportunities very often in life. Um, many things are or feel like they're preordained, but this is a moment in time where you get to look forward and and see a future that, that can include some things that maybe you didn't see before. So what a wonderful note to, to end this on with a great um, amount of, you know, level of advice for people. Um, I, I, we, we could talk forever on this particular topic and, and I've read your book. It's got wonderful advice for people. I highly recommend that people get it if they're at that point of, uh, you know, thinking about divorce or if they've made the decision, but want to know where to start, reach out and get the book. Let's tell people how to get in touch with you and how they might get the book. Sure. So um, you can email me at divorcecoachjill at gmail.com. My website is www.divorcecoachjill.com and you can get the book on the website. Um, and th then the Facebook group community is a wonderful resource, Separation and Divorce Support Community. Wonderful. And I, I will put all those links in the show notes as well um, and on the Instagram um, page. But you also um, are just finishing up right now a group coach and your coaching um, experience program. and you're going to have program and you're going to have another one, I think, starting in January. Yes, it's a six week group coaching program called Thriving Through Divorce. And it's amazing because it gives you the support from other people in addition to the information that you need um, in a six-week, you know, format. And I, I have mini groups 
boxer each other. I don't know if you know what boxer yes. is. Yes. yes. And they develop all of these relationships, you know, with like four to five people within the group that are really supportive. And every day they touch base and they support each other. And it's really what I wanted was a community where people could really help each other through and recognize that you're not alone, that you have other people who are going through that. So it's a really powerful experience for people. Well, so we'll also, um, people can find out about the next group on your website. Yes. Okay, and I think you offered uh, listeners a, a discount on that next program. I did. I think it's a 10% discount. Is that what I did? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they would just use the coupon code divorce and beyond. Right. So wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And I encourage people to reach out. Also, get the book because there are, I've read through it. I'm a divorce attorney for 30 years. Great tips in there for people, um, especially with the starting out and, and how to get your team pulled together. If you've listened to any of my shows, you know that's such an important part, um, I think. So, Jill, thank you so much for taking the time today to join us thank and to you share so with my for, listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.